What's up and welcome to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games who's already laughing going into this, Greg Miller. What's going on, Greg? What episode of the Games cast is this? Good Lord, who knows? I don't, that kid in the, the, kid in the YouTube comments captain? always knows. He always, he always does it. I think, I think we're in the, the 60s right now. And all it took mm -hmm. was a little more than a 60 episodes for Blessing to give up, to throw in the towel and say he can't do Bless Who because he can't come up with it. So I'm over here and I'm making up gems for the post show, son. Oh, no. Get ready. Oh, You're God. in my world now. Oh, no. <laughs> Great. Oh, I always hate when Greg's like, it can't be that hard. He's going to take it on himself. It's like, what's going to happen here? <laughs> I am a little, a little bit worried, but I'm glad to have this man by my side. The new face of video games blessing at Aoye Jr. I'm really excited to see what Greg comes up with because as somebody who's been doing this bless you shit for a while, like I've, I've hit a wall where like bless you isn't over. I'm still going to do them when I have time to do them. It just takes way more effort nowadays to like dig deep into the internet trenches to find titles of games that fit with other titles of games and that'll create a fun prompt. And so I'm excited to see what, what bullshit Greg Miller is able to cook up in this kitchen. I just want to know like where his mind starts. Like, does it's he go gonna... to the Wikipedia page for Vita games and like look at them all? And like, uh, I'll let you know they're all like... starting from the exact same spot, and I'm excited to share it with you afterwards. They're all going to be the dumbest wait. easy platform. All right, Andy. First off, don't start. You're already on my shit list. Titles that nobody's voice heard of, dude. You're hearing is the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Why am I on your shit list? Uh, Twitter gives me the function to put out voice tweets, and the only two I do are to you. And do you even respond or acknowledge him? No, you don't. That's embarrassing wow. for both of us. That's embarrassing wow. for both of us. Another. I mean, I'm hacking at Max. Cortez it's because, because I'm Twitter now it's no, because I'm streaming and then all of my chat says Andy don't check Twitter just it's not don't worth it Twitter. it is not <laughs> worth it and I go and it's Greg talking about God knows what in addition to the other six fucking voice memos that I have on Instagram and I got to assume that he's in a fugue state. He's unconscious. He doesn't even know he's doing these things. Andy, it's Greg on Twitter, and I just want to let you know that you let me down, all right? Twitter gives me this amazing functionality to be able to tweet my voice. I tweet twice at you last night about your little jacket. You don't fucking respond either time? What is uh, wrong with you? First he he tells, tells me to wear He tells me to wear my little jacket, and then the second reply is, Andy, you know exactly what jacket I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, uh, don't fucking play coy with us. We no, you know. <laughs> Describe the jacket, Greg. It's a, it's one of it's either I either want the navy one or the gray one, the little members only kind of one, the little windbreakers he wears. You know <laughs> it's what I mean? A little jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that Greg Miller is the only human being in the world that is like, hey, you know, everyone's like least favorite function of like phones and communication, voice messages. <laughs> like, let's make sure. I'm how so do we translate voicemail to Twitter? Know? Y'all know I don't want to, I don't listen to my voicemails and I don't want to talk to any on the phone. You know what I mean? A text, that's where it's at. But for some reason, Twitter voice, that's the joy, that's the jam. That's what you're putting out right there. This is the quality count hit. How many? 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 That's just one. Now, for the record, that was Why an Instagram. So that was an Instagram DM. All right, that was where did you take that from? That's a different thing that I want to bring it in Twitter. Were you? Where, were you in an arena? We're <laughs> in the we're in the Instagram DMs right now, everybody. Andy, it's Greg. This King Kong, we might not have given him enough credit. Stand by. He could be the threat. He could be more of a threat than we thought. I was watching King Kong movie, the one where oh, he yeah. fights Godzilla. <laughs> is that, and, and now, is that also the time that you tweeted, you know, King or uh, Godzilla and Portilla more like than we think? <laughs> I might have been watching. I think I was watching a Godzilla movie back Got then. It, Interview. Okay. Interview gets it going. 
Blessing, you're sitting there right now, look, and you don't know what's going on, right? But think of it this way. My mind, fertile soil. Someone drops a blueberry, and then, you know, there it is. I've grown a blueberry bush, and all of a sudden. fertile soil? My mind. Uh, is my that, mind I don't is think that's how soil. blueberry bushes work. <laughs> no blueberries grow this is be I don't think you plant the blueberry. Episode. I'm telling you right now. I think now. they come from seeds. Because <laughs> there's an energy that is going to translate perfectly into our, our topic of the show. Because this is the kind of funny games cast where each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get the show early. That means live when we record it on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like our Patreon producers, the nanobiologist, Tyler Ross, Joy, Joseph for Yusuf, Trent Barry, Mizuki, Man Bear Paradox, Julian, the gluten-free gamer, Alex J. Sandoval, Sancho West Gaming, James Hastings, Elliot, and Casey Elliot. Kern have done. We appreciate all of you so very, very much. If you don't want to pay us, that's cool. We're free on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and roosterteeth.com. And if you want to listen to us, just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast. We're brought to you today by Candid, <laughs> Purple Mattress and Honey. But I'm going to tell you about that later. Greg, what I need to know. I, for, I, need to I know forgot what. that we were alive. So I was like, oh, I got to go see what people are saying. And look at Cameron Kennedy knew immediately. It's the gray jacket. He knew the little jacket I was talking about, Andy. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> get in the little jacket. <laughs> Your own wardrobe, man. Put on the little jacket. The stream wants it. Poggers. Good one. All right. All right. You guys, I need all of you to cleanse your minds and settle down. Because how? How, Tim? Because we're we're about to we need to shift gears and to get into a different type of crazy vibe, all right? Because today we're gonna start not with what we've been playing, but we're gonna start with a little listener mail. And there's a reason for this. Mm. You go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to write in your games cast questions, just like Joey DeBroey did. Joey! And now Joey DeBroey is the true inspiration to us all, and you'll find out why after I read you this. Yo, you snazzburgers haven't just done straight-up listener mail like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, in a hot minute. You finna get extra freezy this week on the cast? Audience cool, questions Greg? all the way from the tippy top to that big fat ass. Don't let me down, Tim. <laughs> Fantastic. So Joey Crushed DeBroey... It. Guess what? We're doing listener mail all the way from the tippy top down to that fat ass. <laughs> I love it. What the hell, man? Like, what are you on <laughs> that gets you there? I appreciate people who are the Shakespeare of our time and have fun mm-hmm. with the words. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anybody can just spit them out over there and not wear little jackets. It takes a true artiste to go and get magical with it. You know what I mean? Here we go. I feel like Here I just watched go. the kid do the Disney Channel thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker drops snaz burgers and finna yeah. in the same thing. One legitimate slang. One <laughs> Greg Miller's weird shit. Like, is Greg Miller Joey DeBroy? I don't even know. No, I will no, never no, know. No, I, I would never, never hide know. my name. <sighs> that is true. Just like the certified gamer boy. If the Switch Pro rumors are true, who would and wouldn't buy one and why? Blessing. Let's start with you. Oh, I'm buying it for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, the uh, t- to give the the most serious answer, like, well, it was last fall, right, that we got uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And getting a PS5 
playing on my PS5 and and uh, it was October going into November and then trying to pick up Age of Calamity and playing the first few levels and going this is painful for me to actually play. <laughs> like it is painful for me to watch how few frames per second this thing can generate and like seeing all this action from on on screen from like a game series in an art style that I love but just isn't performing. That alone makes me want to get a Switch Pro, let alone like the the fact that you imagine that, yeah, we're going to get Breath of the Wild 2 developed for it. We're going to get the eventual next three Mario developed for it. Like, I think there's so much that Switch Pro can bring to the table in terms of taking the Switch library we already have and the future mm-hmm. games that are come out for the Switch library and actually making it feel like a more acceptable way to play, given that we just got next-gen consoles that are pushing tech to the limit. Greg Miller. Blessing Andy Oye Jr. It's me, Greg Miller from KindOfFunny.com. What's up, The rumor is that only the new games would benefit from the Switch Pro, Switch big screen, whatever you want to call it, the benefits of it. So do you think that hampers it? Because you're talking about, you said both old and new games Mm, to it. That sucks. That it it matters enough? Or is it just playing the current games we have on a bigger screen would be cool enough? <clears throat> that sucks if there if there would be no improvements whatsoever to, for a Switch Pro. I find I that don't hard fully to buy it. Does it? Tim Geddes from KindOfFunny.com. You have a question, right? Now, here's what you're forgetting about the Nintendo tax. This means that they can just re-release the old games yeah. again with new features. Sure. sure oh, sure, please, sure. No. Super you, Smash, well, my Smash Brothers Ultimist. Breath of the Wild Save, yeah, your saves are probably, ed, uh, edition. That sounds terrible. That sounds like a crime. A crime that Nintendo has gotten away with, away with before in the many past. Times. So that Andy, many Andy, times. Andy, do the thing. Do and the I line. buy it every time. The, do the, the line? The uh, Jesse Pinkman line. They can't keep getting away with it! That was good. I thought you were going to say something about, like, bitch or whatever. Science, bitch. Science, um, bitch. Dude, that sucks. I, I didn't know that that was even a rumor about older titles I'm not, not wrong, working. right? That's right. right. Not, no, not, no, 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 no. Not, I'm sorry, not that older titles wouldn't work. No, 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 totally. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, just the fact that older titles won't be getting the benefits of this new NVIDIA chip that is apparently going to be utilizing DLSS and making, you know, just making shit a lot more efficient. I, I, that makes me so sad. See, I've been looking be forward my... to this future. That was my question because I could have sworn in the rumors in there somewhere. I, mean, I saw the mention of DLSS and Andy and Tim. I think you guys know better than me. Like, does, can DLSS work for games that aren't like that? Don't have I guess don't have it implemented at development. Like, you need to take a random game, add DLSS, and then it naturally. It, I don't think add it, it, but it doesn't just. It's not just an option that just would be right. just all of a sudden works. there that you can okay. do. Yeah. That's why when so some games is- at launch, I think they sign deals with NVIDIA and say, hey, we have d- this game has DLSS technology. Uh, take yeah. advantage of it. You'll get the higher. It'll look super high res and you'll get incredible frame rates. This is this is the thing that like Breath of the Wild one. You go into the Lost Woods or you go into the Lanayru Forest or whatever they're called. Right. You go into those heavy foresty areas and the game starts to chug. I it would be a crime, like an absolute crime, if I played that game on a Switch Pro and those areas still chugged. So like, I would I hope got. that at I, the very least that would be fixed. I got the article I'm referencing from Bloomberg, uh, March 22nd, 2021. Nintendo used faster NVIDIA chips in new 2021 Switch model, right? Uh, I'm going to jump into it, obviously. They are, they've already been talking about NVIDIA's deep learning super sampling. Uh, the U.S. company's new chipset will also bring a better CPU and increased memory. DLSS support will require a new code to be added to games, so it'll primarily be used to improve graphics on upcoming titles, said the people, including uh, multiple game developers. Uh, so we're talking about, about going forward, not back backwards with it but i do think that but i do think though blessing that the old titles will still get a benefit 
in the way that when PS5 and Xbox Series X come out and you play the old games mm. that don't have the PS5 versions, the, the current gen versions or whatever, you saw a bit of an increase and a yeah. bit of a yeah. performance it, that's boost what I would there hope. just because the CPU is better and the GPU is better. But I like I still think if you hop into those heavily crowded areas in, in Breath of the Wild with all the crazy wind and leaves blowing everywhere, I think you will see some performance boost. I don't think it's yeah. just going to be the I would exact hope, same. Because that's the exact like thing the I mean. wording there too, because they talk about improving graphics, not performance, right? For future titles? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Honestly, at this point though, these these rumors are all so all over the place that we don't know what it's going to end up being. But if I had to bet, I do think that they are grounded in some type of reality where not all games are just going to inherently benefit from this stuff. But I do think that Nintendo will have a combination of re-releasing old games that are like really optimized. Like I think we're going to see a Smash complete collection with all the DLC put out as a thing that has all these boosts and stuff. I do think that there's a good chance we'll see a Breath of the Wild re-release at some point with um these added things but this is the first time nintendo's had a infrastructure to have patches at all and they utilize those patches both with dlc and with just updating the game and fixing things so i wouldn't be surprised if they looked at a handful of, of titles and did have some type of uh upgrade like switch pro patch for them like the enhance for x program that xbox had last generation um and i can see them I can see them charging for that, honestly, but I can also see so them uh, giving it for free. I, can, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Switch Pro itself came with something where it's like you get Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, and, yeah. and I don't know, one other big game. The, the patches come with it, and that's a part of their big push because I don't think that they're going to have that many titles ready to show it off otherwise. So I think it will be a big selling factor for them to talk about how it enhances the old games and i definitely think the lost world uh, lost wood scene in uh zelda is going to be heavily yeah heavily uh shown to explain the differences between why people that have had a switch since 2017 need this switch pro that would make me feel a lot better about it if it because i don't need them to make a big deal i don't need a unless they packaged it really smartly that made me go okay maybe i'll get it if they did like breath of the wild complete edition or some shit like that that made me go okay i'm getting dlc and maybe an extra skin or something to go along with the fact that it's taking advantage of the Switch Pro. Cool, I'm down for that. What I would prefer is if, okay, cool, if the Switch Pro doesn't automatically mean better performance out of every game that we got on the Switch, at least at least let it be the case that if we get the Switch Pro or when we get the Switch Pro, we get a, a patch does get pushed for Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey and the big Nintendo games that we care about and we're probably going to go back to Mario, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe that allows those games games to perform somewhat better, whether it be actual performance in the Lost Woods and, all, and other crowded areas and stuff like when you're playing it on TV, the actual uh, uh, resolution like gets boosted because I think the theory, the rumors say that the Switch, the next Switch is going to be 4K, right? Like, is that still correct? the running Docked. thing? Yeah, yeah but that's, yeah. Usually, that's usually where DLSS takes a, comes a into play. you know yeah it comes into play yeah because dlss again lets you just run <clears throat> things at a higher resolution but it's kind of it's really like 720p and then they use ai to make it look 4k and it's still super sharp and looks gorgeous but uh that's how they're able to get better performance out of it yeah when i see Andy, when i see breath of the wild switch now, i still see switch those jaggies oh a thousand percent i've been wanting a switch pro forever i mean ever since Shit, I remember like E3 two years ago or something like that. I remember just recording what we thought our predictions were going to be. Even come winter time, what are the Game Awards predictions going to be? We've been talking about the Switch Pro forever. I've it, it's a little bit weirder now, although I think once 
we are back traveling in a more consistent way, that's where I'll care. But it's definitely gotten to the point where I fired up Hades when Hades released on Switch. And it's like, ugh, this I mean, even docked the UI clearly is like 720p and the letters look very blurry. Let me just download the game on PC. I don't think it's 720 so, docked. It's 1080 docked, but it, it still I mean, looks the, blurry as shit. Well, it maybe does the, not look good at all. Yeah, maybe the maybe the actual gameplay is better, but the UI did not look 1080. The UI looked very blurry and kind of uh, rastered around the edges, you know. And so uh, I've just been playing everything on PC whenever I can. But yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, I'm a I'm a tech geek like you, Tim. I love all the latest and greatest when it comes to better display. I, I guess the display is still rumored to be 720, right? But it'll be OLED, apparently. Yeah, which honestly, um, like, that's fine. With it being yeah. that small and all that, like, that stuff's cool. It's just when it's docked, it needs to be 4K. And I'm okay even with the DLSS stuff as long as it looks good because, yeah, the Switch docked right now for a lot of the UI stuff, even just the, the Switch menu itself is just, like, so tough to look at when we are also playing on PS5s and xbox series x's and it's like on the same screen whatever the screen is it's like oh man damn i want this to look so much better than it does it's definitely rough do you think when we get the new switch dock do you think that's when they finally let us download themes god i want (laughs) themes so bad (laughs) i i don't i really don't what a neglected (laughs) section of the of the uh do you still want that barrett does that still like hold a place for you yeah like i i love uh opening up my i was talking about this uh this morning with gary of like uh, when we we're talking about bringing games over like Ocarina of Time and stuff to the Switch, like I, I, the reason I still have my 2DS XL is to play like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and WarioWare and shit like that. And I love opening it up and it, like I've got the Breath of the Wild theme and it, it brings up like the music and uh, some nice Zelda background right, like that. Like I want that for my Switch so badly. I don't and even necessarily. What I like about it, what I like about it not having uh, backgrounds, is I think it's a statement to what the Switch is, and especially where they're like, we haven't put Netflix on it, we haven't put Hulu on it. Is that still the fact? I don't even remember. No, right Hulu's, Hulu's, Hulu's on it. Hulu's on it. All right, whatever. We don't, we're, but we're not trying to compete with all the different entertainment apps and stuff like that. Like this is a machine to play games, which means you turn it on and you go to the big. Which is thing fine, but for it. let me customize the colors or something. Yeah. Like, uh, black, black or white. Background. You get black or white. Black there you background. Guess what? The fact that I wish options at all. It's like there's so few options in the Switch's UI that the fact that one of the options is themes and there's only two, yeah. it's, that's, it's that's kind of lame. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, makes just for how long for PS5 it's as well. I miss them. Yeah. No. Yeah. I miss. I love the PSP themes. Even it's all the same shit, just different colors. I just love that shit. And again, it's just that it's an option. If it wasn't even an option, it'd be like, eh, whatever, I don't care. What's going to be the first thing you pop in when you get that Switch Pro? Is it going to be Breath? Let me just say that's not Breath of the Wild. Let me say, like, it's not Breath of the Wild 2 is not out yet. And, you know, um, I have sent an armed guard to your house and you cannot play Breath of the Wild the first time. You have to play a different game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking at you. He's like, you better not put Breath of the Wild in there. He's like, put on your little jacket. (laughs) I'm hoping it's whatever's new coming alongside it. Like, I I don't think they're going to launch this thing without some new nintendo title yeah they need something that to show is off a the showcase piece. Yeah. here's well, that's been, that's been I, part I, of the reports i, I like they're gonna launch with a slate of new games whatever that that counts as i i have to imagine like we were talking about at the top of the show here that no matter what yeah you hope it comes with some kind of internal boost that's going to help load times on old switch games or something like that and so yeah not knowing a line, lineup you're not knowing what you're jumping into for me it would be animal crossing because i'd want to see how quick the load times are if there's an update to that and how if you're getting to the island faster if you're getting to the action mm, faster yeah okay and that would be that a lot easier for you to compare and contrast yes <clears throat> very yeah. long loads very long loads because hmm. i i 
I'm struggling to come up with an example of like load times being an issue in any of the games that I can think of. Let me grab my switch. Hold on. Smash or whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be huge. You know, like it's that little quality of life stuff that I think a switch pro is really going to be super useful for, as well as enabling big giant games, Metroid four, hopefully just say like, maybe, maybe not even load the newest version of, Oh, look at that Ghostbuster switch case. I like that one. Um, maybe not even, you know, upresing the textures or whatever, but the I want higher reses. I definitely want the crispier edges. Yeah. Things just always look so fuzzy, you know? Yeah. Moving on from this while Greg t- checks Baron, out. on my call, stuff. start the time. Start, start the timer, all right? Oh, yeah, hold on, hold Go. on, hold on. Wait, oh, God, I'm not ready. I'm not <laughs> ready. Okay. I gotta, hold on. There's a system update. There's a okay. system update. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, I have, I have the timer up now, so whenever, whenever you're you ready, got it. I got Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jungle J writes in and says, Forge mode in Halo is awesome. Creative mode in Fortnite is extremely robust. What other franchises and series would benefit most from a Forge creative type mode? I've never been a big creator when it comes to these things. Like even, obviously, Tony Hawk's my franchise, and like that's one of the originators when it comes to create a skater, create a park, create a trick, like all that stuff. And I, I was forget. never down. Yeah, I'll skater never I was into, but not the I'll park. never forget create a park being... The thing that was just like, holy shit, we can make our own parks. And we did it for maybe a couple days and then just moved on or tried playing other people's parks. All right, Greg is about to hit play in three, three, two, one, go. I mean, keep talking. It's gonna yeah, take yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 it, It'll be what we're doing here. It's, man, it's getting. What, what, what am I stopping at when you get into You're gonna gameplay? stop. Yeah, you're gonna stop. I'm gonna be on the ball as fast as possible for hitting to actually start the game. Okay. But when we get when we actually get to, I'm on my island and I. Oh, wow, is it really? Is it really this long? I mean, yeah, yeah, and like wow. keep in mind, this is just loading the. Uh, uh, Tim, is there a better way to get it to not be all out of focus? Uh, I, I don't know. It's, on the camera, I think it, it's fo- yeah, <laughs> it's, it's focusing it's because on it's, it's reflection screen. of itself. Yeah, <laughs> like it sees the camera. And it's well, focusing well, on that. Once the hilarious. actual game loads up, it'll it'll be better. I think. I am shocked at how long this is. I don't think I've ever seen this screen this long. I know. This is wild. <laughs> what the shit? I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there, man. There's a lot of fucking Bro, I think your switch is broken. And, like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is this it's, not how everybody's animal crossing okay. No, there was some... Comparison. Oh, there we go. There we go. I'll save for is being updated, but so, I mean, you can shave off a couple seconds there if you okay. want. Don't worry about it. But there, keep it going. Because I'm talking about to actually playing on my island. Because right. even once right. you get in here, yeah, it's, you're not know. there. See, now it's loading more. Jesus Damn, this Christ. is ridiculous. This is why I don't close Animal Crossing. You're, you're not like showing any like addresses or anything in that reflection. Yeah, like you have no, a lot this of tabs is a, open. This is a PSN trophy. Oh, okay, don't okay, worry good, about it. And good, the rest good. of my tabs are too small now, but I understand. Okay. How many Arguably times more be on Twitter? Important. <laughs> uh, again, I'm in the. I was in the middle of something before I had to come in and save Bless Who. So now don't worry about what I'm right, doing over right. there. Save Bless Who. Oh, I see. I see what's going on here. Blessing, do you have any answer for for this question here about <laughs> what game you'd want to see a Forge creative mode in? Not really. Like I'm, I'm not a creative person in that sense. Like I'm, I'm similar to you, where I used Tony Hawk Pro Skater create a, create a level every now and then, specifically in Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three. But even even with that, I didn't go uh, too crazy with it. And so I guess like I would like a if they added it to Apex, I would fuck around with it, especially if because right now Apex is solely oh finally loaded in. No, no, no. I, I'm talking Wait, about what the playing fuck? the game. I'm not into the You're... game yet. Now I'm that... loading the game. That can't be right. Well, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I don't had... play Animal Crossing. This can't be right. It did have an update, so we can't 
I'll shut it down and do it again after this if you want, Andy. Go I put on your I'm, jacket. Uh, point this point is, is made. Put on your little jacket. <laughs> put on your little jacket, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun here, guys. But oh, uh, so like Apex, you know, is is solely what like battle royale and then like the training mode or whatever. I would love if they gave us right, the cut option. It now. There you go. There it is. Isabel Two minutes and thirty-two seconds. Wow, that seemed like insane. ten minutes. That seemed yeah. like ten. Yeah. Minutes. That felt very long. Um, now, if you want, I'll cut. I'll cut you back out, Andy. I'll do my own. We have to. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do another mind. test here. Um, bless. I think you're making a great point with Apex, similar to what Fortnite did with the yard. No, what do they call it? Create the block. The block. They made the block. Yeah. So they had the block, Tim, where players would make their own sort of arenas in the block, and every week there's a specified spot on the map where a new created areas uh, a new player's block would appear in that area in the real map when you would play battle royale so let's say bless they replace one of the areas in apex yeah. like they replace the king's can well, i guess kings or, um, they replace i was gonna say skull town or whatever yeah just imagine were, skull town still there they replace it with whatever user created thing every week that would be points. like yeah this is like a, a whatever 12 by 12 area in terms of like game space all right three Two, Barry, you ready? One, yeah, going. Boot, dude. All right, go ahead. And that new spot, and that new spot would have whatever people are creating. See, the the thing that I would like is if you just let us create arenas. I think that would be such a cr- fun thing because, like, right now the game, like I was saying, the game is purely battle royale. If they did like give us like a creative mode where you could make your own modes, including a team deathmatch mode, and it was up to players to make arenas to actually fight in and make levels i feel like that'd be such a a fun mm. thing to, fun thing to do i do like the idea though uh, of like doing their own the block type thing where it is here's an area of the map when it, when it's in rotation every week we're updating it with the the best version you can you can even theme it after a character yeah like theme it after loba or uh put in a character that has to do with like technology only or loba. Geomod. Or only Loba, yeah. Only ever Loba, good lord. Bring yeah, back Sheriff no. Loba. Um, oh, dude, Fall Guys would be fantastic. Ooh, oh, yeah. interesting. That's a good yeah. one. To be able to do sort of really difficult Mario Maker type stuff with Fall Guys with extreme precision and timing and oh, man. crazy sort of, you know, people are stacking this area with all the crazy obstacles. I think that would be an absolute blast. You're the winner, Andy. That's a fantastic answer. Yeah, I want that now. Yeah. I can't believe this is taking this yeah. long. And this is, and we've already updated. We've done the thing. We're through the initial Nintendo load. Now we're into the Animal Crossing. And at mode, this and point, we'll you're, you're you've texted your friends. You've cranked one out. Like you're mm-hmm. already. I mean, I've hit a so saga ninety. Huh? I, I, I'll throw since we we talked about one of the the summer hits of uh, last year. Another one uh, because like people have fucked around with like different ways to play Among Us. I think Among Us would uh, benefit from oh, some sort yeah. of creative oh, type of mode. Yeah, yeah, like an official like an official capacity. I think that would be great. Yeah, because the thing, I mean, that's the thing I fucked around with in Among Us too, is like the user creative stuff so you could do proximity chat and like find finding yeah. different ways to play Among Us that are through unofficial methods. That stuff is always super fun. Honestly, like now that I think about it, the more the more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm like, okay, Greg finally made it in. No, 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 didn't. no I did it. Now I'm what hitting it. Go to my he's fucking gotta, island. He's still got to go to the island. I think they're, so far pretty comparable in time. I think in time. so many arena multiplayer games or like first person shooter or shooter uh, multiplayer games, like that is just a, a, a nice option to have in general. Like I can imagine similar to what we talked about with Apex, Call of Duty Warzone doing a similar thing. You know, like having it be that, okay, yeah, you can create your own area yeah, within Warzone Bear or time. create your own levels. Two minutes and 24 seconds. So what was that? Like uh, 10 seconds off or five seconds off? Something like that? Yeah, uh, eight seconds uh, faster. 
Here's the thing. Andy, I accept your apology. I'm flabbergasted, utterly flabbergasted at this. I want to see someone else's Switch play Animal Crossing. Does anyone have it? I don't have it installed. Uh, uh, let me. Switch. Uh, you, you got well, it. I can also just say, hey, uh, I'm looking at the chat right now. Royal Martin, uh, Nika Ash, L2 Larson. Here you go. Josh G says, I'm about to. It's about. I'm about to. I'm about to time my Animal Crossing boot up. Josh G cool. make a video of it. Tweet it at Game Over Greggy and at Sad Boy Barrett. And then it's probably gonna need to be multiple videos if it's comparable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's insane. Andy, uh, with Forge Mode in Halo, I know you played a lot of Halo during that era. Did you mess with Forge Mode at all, both creating or playing anything? Dude, I think Forge Mode is just a little past my time. Like, because mm. I remember Forge Mode being a big thing when people were making kind of their red versus blue knockoff type thing because they would create their own little areas or whatever. The only things we ever did in Forge Mode was. Um, like the zombies mode back in the day where you would oh, one person's yeah. infected and survivor. You, is that what it was yeah. called? I mean, so we called it zombies mode. One person's infected and they yeah. can only melee and the other people have like obstacles they could hide behind, but they have BRs. And if the zombie kills somebody, then that person becomes a zombie and you switch teams. That's what, really all I ever did with forge mode. I didn't really one, mess around with what the, was the one where, uh, where y'all had like the big hammer. Um, but um, yeah, that's the Griff the art Griff ball. Yeah, yeah that's the RVB yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of <clears throat> like Halo Sports. basically. Yeah, like said, hey, this is a cool thing you all made for Achievement Hunter Blip, or uh, Griff ball. Let's do the same. I keep want to say Blitz yeah. ball. Um, yeah, I remember fucking around with things like that with uh, with three a lot. Yeah, no, nah, never never messed around with that. Unfortunately, I, I don't know. I just I was all about just like. Put me in an arena, Tim. I need to be top fragger, you know. Hell yeah, dude! Click them. Give me the pistol. Blessing. Uh, give me a Hades dungeon master mode where I can basically mm. make my own dungeon, like my like my own mm. run of like dungeon rooms for players. Kind of like a uh, Link's Awakening, right? Yeah, yeah, similar to what they did in that. Great better. But here's my question to the question: as we go around trying to come up with this, I remember when. UGC I remember user generated content was all the rage and people were tossing this into their games left and right Insomniac did it with Infamous trying to give you a reason to keep going Infamous too uh, and do stuff and challenges and yada 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 is it worth the time like I think the reason you haven't seen more people do it is because it's just so rare that it actually hits with an audience keeps them around like Forage Mode I'm not talking shit about the ones that actually have found audiences within work but even for like a, a Hades thing is that really I think so many of these games are games people want to get in conquer and then move on they're not necessarily looking forward to looking for uh an endless drip of content something you're running to do even when you look at something like i mean little big planet before it really evolved into being crazy you know with little big planet three that are two three and then what would be go on to become dreams i think hades is something that it could have really worked for yeah. uh, just based on replayability and based on how twitter kept on seemingly uh they kept on rediscovering it and saying like oh shit i haven't played i should play hades right everybody, everybody loves hades. Hades games, yeah. i feel like every month we were seeing somebody uh having that and i think just giving the players more options to keep on fucking around in that world i would have definitely played like if i don't know if um let's say uh maddie the uh, creator of celeste if she made a a hades world uh, similar to like like she did with mario maker it's like oh cool i could play this other game devs Hades world and Hades level, that's cool shit. I love the idea of game devs branching out and sort of just making fun little things like that, in addition to just other users. But I think Hades is a world that would have greatly benefited from it 
Not like it needed anymore. Sure. <laughs> yeah. People playing it and the shit. The thing about I Hades think- that I think is interesting, though, is that for me playing it, the map itself wasn't the thing that was really that interesting. You know, it was like the enemies and stuff like that. Like, I don't even really know what you'd be making that would make it feel that dynamically different than. Mm-hmm. I think it would just be a lot of. Is. I think it would just be challenge. I think it would be enemy spawns. I don't think you'd be running into anything and be saying, wow, this is cleverly designed. I think it would just be more of there's this many enemies in this room, and I also made a branching path to go over here and take on this boss if mm-hmm. you want. Yeah, I, I think, think it would just be, I think it would be the difficulty challenge. And then, like, also, for. like, what what the rooms drop and, like, uh, maybe, like, designing of, like, you won't be able to get, like, certain items that you might need to be able to continue on for a couple of rooms, so you have to, like, make sure to um, not be hit for a while and stuff like that. Like, I think there's little things like yeah. that that are I, I think the to- challenge of it. To answer both like Greg and Tim's question together, right? I think the key would be simplifying it as much as possible and making it so that it's both user friendly from the user side, and then you're also you're going into it as a player. You're all you also get a good idea of what you're jumping into, and so I think the way you would do it is make it so that you are as the player or as the creator, you're mapping out what the room looks like, and then mapping out what each wave of enemy looks like for that room, and then like Andy and Barrett said, right? Like figure out okay, if you go once you finish this room these two rooms spawn up or spawn off and you can choose which one you go to and you can make that as long as you want as a creator and and in marketing it i think the way that you separate it from things that have kind of come and gone i think that comes back to how how much you push it and how uh like how how much you get the community into it because i think you know you look at something like mario maker and mario maker was a big success because i there was an actual hunger for it like people were actually coming to it to play mario created levels uh, I, I guess I, I assume this, this is the same thing that goes for Forge, even though I've not played much of Forge. But I assume people flocked to it because people liked Halo, and people got a clear idea of what they were getting out of Forge. I think you could do. I think you could do that with Hades because Hades has that similar social media engagement where everybody's all about Hades. Everybody loved Hades last year. It's gotten multiple Game of the Year awards. If you came through and you released that type of content, let's say mid this year. I think that would be a, that'd be enough, enough of a splash to bring people in and possibly ignite that in a way that for other games, that stuff comes and goes because it feels buried. It feels like a second idea. When we talk about the the other day on Games Daily, I think it was me and Bless, and there was an announcement of new content coming to Ghost Runner, one of my favorite games from last year. I would definitely jump back into Ghost Runner if there were new levels being uh, being dropped, either from users or maybe the... The studio just said, hey, we made a couple of levels. They aren't really story-based. They're just, like, fun challenge things. I would definitely go back to that instead of going back to Ghost Runner for new skins and, like, a time trial sort of thing. I want to just see new areas and, and have new challenges. Go ahead, Greg. From kind of You saw there was an update today, right? No. Uh, press release reads, co-publishers 505 along with a whole bunch of other people. Today launched, a free, launch, today launched free game modes in paid metal ox pack for ghost runner uh the free update launching today includes kill run mode a game mode with strict time goals and dharma tower's greatest challenge in kill run mode players slay enemies uh to add precious seconds to the timer dash through sections as quickly as possible and ascend to new heights on the leaderboards players can capture their most stylish moments in a whole new perspective with photo mode uh break the fourth wall and the perfect angle on the thing uh metal ox pack celebrates the year of the ox with four new swords and gloves modeled after uh confucian principles and virtues yeah see the the issue with that was <laughs> i i think i had That's already a, a mode right yeah yeah. it's like the, do everything in the game faster now you know yeah. which yeah, yeah. can be fun for some people but i want to see new areas i want to see 
new enemies and and things of that nature. I don't really care about replaying it and try to go faster. Oh, we have an update right here. Yes, but yes. Uh, Levi Larson, L2 Larson in the live chat sent uh, their video in and they clocked it. Uh, the video itself is two, uh, I'm sorry, one minute and 27 seconds. Uh, yeah, 127 is what they're saying in the chat too. They are calling out that they have a, one of the new switches. Gotcha. So not the so one even, I have. Even right oh. here, the thing that shocked me most was that the Nintendo Switch startup screen stayed on yours for like a minute yeah whereas here it would look like it, more it was like, like that was seconds. like five to ten seconds yeah yeah, yeah. desk still that's crazy the, yeah this, i didn't know that was a thing long though damn and why then, is my google chrome just not working <laughs> chrome's been kind of butt the, the last couple of weeks <laughs> kind of but the thing that i've always uh never really vibed with the uh, ugc stuff with is the curation and it always kind of feels or more often than not it feels like it's just extra things to do as opposed to good things to do right and you know i, I feel like there are exceptions to that i think it's really cool seeing uh levels usually that are either remakes of old levels and games or themed things of hey here's this level from this game remade in this or, or stuff like that right like places in real life being made in the game like that's cool and nifty but like i feel like it doesn't really add much more that i actually want to engage with uh with the the gameplay of whatever game whether it's smash brothers or uh like mario maker or whatever like with mario maker when there were these like creators and developers making levels that's when it's great when it's just people making things the Rune Goldberg machine stuff's cool to watch and kind of fun to to look at the you know YouTube playlists of all the crazy things people have done. But I'm way more interested in the people that take it really seriously. And the people that take it really seriously are usually off making their own games. You know, the the people that do take it seriously, though, I will say that when you play enough of Mario Maker and you are looking up enough on different forums, you will find people that aren't developers or you know they're not you know, uh, off making real games and also making a little couple of Mario Maker game, uh, levels on the side, you will find the superstars in the community mm -hmm. and say, oh, shit, that guy makes crazy levels. I got to check out the rest of their library. And generally, I mean, more often than not, you're going to find a lot of fun levels from those people. And you'll see, the, you know, um, like Grand Pooh Bear, who is mm -hmm. a Mario Maker player and a friend of Snowbike Mike's. I, I know that, Whenever I would look at his levels, a lot of them would have Kaizo things involved in them, which is like the really, really tough sort of mechanical stuff that Mario throws at you. Like, ah, the Kaizo, not for me. I do, I'm do. i not at that level. But so-and-so is making crazy, really fun, precise levels that I – the type of style that I enjoy. And you go look for those. Yeah. Um, you will like see the, Dan the superstars. Of the, world. the Dan Reichert's, yeah. Although Dan yeah. Reichert's levels can be pains in the asses, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. This one is a super fun one. This comes from Savage Violence. Do you think there is a thing, uh, such a thing as a Snyder Cut for video games? Like Ooh. so much unused oh, gameplay yeah. and Metal story that could 5. be re-released with yeah, enough fan demand. And I wanted to say, we're not going to talk about Metal Gear Solid 5. That's super obvious. Duh. Well, hold on. My question, is, my, question is, my question is, my question is, my question does is, does Metal Gear Solid Five actually count? Because the stuff that got cut, right, is gone. It doesn't exist. It, they didn't make it, right? Like they never got to that Wait, point, isn't it? I mean, is that Zack Snyder cut not the same thing? No, bless. No, like the movie they, was they, done. Thank yeah. you for paying attention to anything I've said yeah. over the past eight fucking years. Zack's oh, four-hour movie wasn't done. Bless, it was only, not done. Didn't, didn't bless, they wait? The they shot that, more stuff the, for it. Yeah, the only thing that was new was that last scene with Joker. 
They had, yeah, finish, they, they had to finish like you know their you know color corrections and yeah. Effects Most of that whatever, other stuff like, was shot. It was just Joss Whedon who came. They in also had like, to edit it. <clears throat> yeah, just to... shooting a movie doesn't mean that it's done, <laughs> like at all. There's so many other elements. I think yeah. with the same thing with designing a game, like just having certain elements designed doesn't mean it's more done than okay. other things. Yeah, like the rest of Metal Gear Solid Five was written. Sure, that I'm not arguing. Yeah, and and uh, and some of it you could run through it. Yeah, and like some of it, like some of it exists in like the bonus edition, right? Or like I forget what edition it came in, but you could watch some of Chapter Three of Metal Gear Solid Five. You see a homeboy, little kid on the fucking yeah, yeah. yeah. Homeboy. little little liquid, little liquid, little liquid, <laughs> little, liquid little Eli. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, like, the thing is, I what to define it here? Like, what to, would a Snyder cut of video games look like? Because obviously, it's not one for one with movies. Mm. It would be it would be Silent Hills, also. Yeah. Oh. That's like I point. think that's another kind of obvious. But that would never be. Also, you, what are you also tossing in? Uh, Amy Hennig's Star Wars game. Well, I was Ragtag. also going to bring in uh, Amy Hennig's Uncharted Four, where she was another the original, another original director, yeah. and then uh, someone else was uh, came in to kind of uh, take her vision to a different direction. That's really interesting. I'd love. to I, see I, that. I feel like that's more of a one to one of what video game Snyder Cut would be. That's a great point. Yeah. I I, the difference, though, is that Uncharted 4 is good. Yeah, but, like, that doesn't mean, like, there can still be two different good versions of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's not like Justice League had one good version, you know? We're basically just saying what games were canceled or oh, had a muddy development and they got canceled. See? Yeah. Alternate reality. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see what Amy's Uncharted 4 was going to look like. She had Todd Stashwick on it, right? Alan Tudyk. I'd love to see what they were actually up to. What they were Star Wars thirteen? Seemed like they were going in a way different direction, obviously, from that original trailer, right? Where it was, yeah, totally, was going to be real dark, right? Because it was, it was confirmed that uh, Todd was uh, Sam, and he that he's the voice in that first trailer they ever showed of it, right? And it was, it seemed like Sam not coming back and being the cheery brother, even though he does put pressure on Nate. It was very much like you left me in a hole to rot. And yada, 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 and I've come back out now. And it's like, it seemed like he was going to be the villain. He's going to be the antagonist to go after him. That's so interesting. I haven't thought about that trailer and how, yeah, it really is a lot. I'm gonna, let me, let me pull it up and bring it up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, damn, yeah I remember that, that trailer like vividly and just like how different that could have played out. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, Andy brought up Star Wars 1313. I think about that game every month. You have it, <laughs> you have it scheduled on the calendar? It just—it's it, like my brain has an internal like uh, like a subconscious bl- uh, clock. That's like all right, like in the middle of the month, every month, you just have to think about this game and rewatch that trailer and think about what could have been. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with examples, and I'm trying to like think a little bit more close to one for one with the Snyder Cut thing, where it's not just a game that was canceled, but like a game that came out that could have been different. Yeah, that had a vision. You know, it doesn't and have then, to be like, story yeah. necessarily, but. Hold on, and then let me and that's harder to come up. Oh with. shit! I mean, Anthem was one of them. Cyberpunk, like yeah, Cyberpunk. They the, the isn't it that the rumor was that they just finalized all of the detail in the last several months of the game, and that's why police officers can't. Uh, police officers don't act like police officers in the game. They don't chase you correctly, and they mm-hmm. find you immediately because and, all yeah, that they, stuff they was they implemented spawn, so late. Yeah, they spawn like pretty much like wherever right where you are, you're at yeah uh, here's this let's, let's watch let's watch this uncharted show together and remember 2013 <laughs> so long ago it was some chains 
can never be broken. Dude, we got last in 2013. I lost 15 years. Buried alive. Erased. You left me. Rotting in that hellhole and never looked back. But you can't outrun the past. And when it catches up, when all your lies collapse around you, I'll be there. Sifting through the wreckage. You owe me. It's one of those things that I... Kind of shocked it's still up <laughs> on the PlayStation channel, right? I mean, when it's like Streisand effect, like it's out there, it's done, like you can right. do it. Uh, yeah, the, I'm looking, I did a quick Google too to confirm all this, but yeah, like Sci Fi Wire has the headline Uncharted, Uncharted 4 writer reveals Nathan Drake's brother was the original antagonist. Uh, it was meant to be a little bit of a reunion to form. I'm sorry. It was meant to be a little bit of, of a return to form, Amy said at the finale. Uh, this idea that a lot of the story would be taking place on this undiscovered or forgotten pirate utopia island and that the detective story that we could weave through all that. So all the beats, if you look at the chapter beats, with the exception of we didn't have the flashbacks to his childhood and then we didn't have the Nadine character. Uh, but just looking at the break by break of the sort of chapters, like where they go, what was happening, that was all while I was there, she's saying. I'm sorry, I jumped into a paragraph there. Uh, yeah, here it is. My sake is a little... Uh, my take on it was sort of different, uh, that it was a little bit more, I mean, I wouldn't call him the antagonist in the classic sense, but it was an antagonistic force in, the Drake, in Drake's life uh, that he then had to reconcile. So it was, you know, complicated by stuff coming up from the past. So it's a little bit different than him showing up to you and saying, hey, bro, I got a problem. Then, of course, there was an antagonistic element to Sam in the final version of Uncharted 4, but it wasn't right there from the outset. So we kind of, in my story, it was a little bit more of the journey from the ghost of Drake's past uh, being being an antagonist to sort of a reconciliation reunification interesting mm. that wasn't yeah. even the trailer i was thinking about i was thinking oh. about the one where he's like it's nighttime and he gets like washed up on shore oh yeah yeah. Oh, that's a, that, that, and all that? that like a straight up scene from the game yeah that's from the game yeah, is it? yeah. i don't yeah. know i just remember that but tonally yeah that feels it, way it darker than the actual game is because yeah. like that scene when it's like a thieves end and like all that it was like oh shit this is that was one of those like was like these are real time graphics. I couldn't believe that moment. I was yeah. like, this oh, yeah. is this is not a cut. Yeah, doesn't it pick right up like he washes up and then they kind yeah. of do like the camera swoop and it's the Ridiculous. skeleton in the cage and stuff? Yeah. Uh, face looked right. amazing. Yeah, this one, yeah. yeah, God, this is beautiful. And this was this last gen. This is like early last gen though. That's what's crazy about it. <laughs> yeah, wasn't the it was this so cool. 2016 or 2015? When the game came out? Yeah. 2016. Uh yes. Yeah. Yes. 2016. Same year as Overwatch and Doom. Mm, okay, okay, okay. God, remake Uncharted 1. Don't remake Last of Us, dude. There you go. Now you're talking. There. <laughs> <laughs> Uncharted <laughs> 1, baby. Before we look at the Uncharted 1 trailer, oh, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Candid. Are you unhappy with your smile? You don't have to be. Thousands of people have used Candid, the clear, comfortable, removable, and practically invisible aligners to help straighten their teeth, and now they love their smile. Earlier in this episode, I was talking about my friend James Burke. He has used Candid, very, very happy with the results that he's seen, and I gotta say, his smile has never looked better. Uh, Candid is here to help straighten your teeth so you can fall in love with your smile, too. Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by 
by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. You'll have the same quality of care you get from an in-office in orthodontist from the comfort and convenience of your own home. And while other companies use general dentist, Candid only works with orthodontists. Uh, with Candid, the same orthodontist who created your plan is with you from start to finish, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. The average Candid treatment's just six months. Uh, you'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than traditional braces. I was looking at some pictures they sent over before and after, and I am like absolutely mind blown. Uh, even if it's like little things that you're like, oh, I can kind of live with it. It's like, doesn't take too much for it to be that much better. Uh, you can become your best you. Start straightening your teeth today. Right now, you can save $75 on Candid's starter kit. You go to candidco.com slash kind of funny and use kind of funny as the code. Uh, that's candidco.com slash kind of funny code kind of funny take advantage of this limited time offer to save 75 dollars on your starter kit candidco.com slash kind of funny use the code kind of funny next up of course i want to give a shout out to purple mattresses as the world becomes increasingly uncomfortable we're all looking to get as much comfort as we can get in and the thing you can always count on is how comfortable purple mattresses are i know that as a fact joey noel knows that as a fact and if even if you're not looking for a mattress their pillows are unmatched i absolutely love my purple pillow so much that i have finally convinced gia that she needs one too and i can't wait for her to be sleeping as well as i've been sleeping uh purple is comfort reinvented only purple has the grit a stretchy gel material that's surprisingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders neck and hips uh, i don't know how it works but it does and it's fantastic and i gotta say my favorite thing about the, this purple grid being in the pillow is it somehow always stays cold i've never had to flip this pillow and I'm a chronic pillow flipper in my life. But no, no more. Uh, the grid bounces back as you move and shift. And unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, uh, that's why memory foam has craters and divots. So it's good. It's, it knows you and it's working with you. Uh, right now, you can try your Purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Financing is available too. Purple really is comfort for an uncomfortable world. Right now, you get 10% off any order of 200 or more. Go to purple.com slash kindoffunny10 and use promo code kindoffunny10. That's purple.com slash kindoffunny10, promo code kindoffunny10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. One more time, purple.com slash kindoffunny10, promo code kindoffunny10. Terms apply. And the final shout out i want to give today is to honey thank you honey for sponsoring this episode we all shop online and we've all seen the promo code field taunt us at checkout but thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past baby honey's the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart and it works for over thirty thousand stores i love it because it works for best buy when i'm buying hue lights but it also works for etsy uh pages when i'm buying art for my dope room uh honey is fantastic it has saved me thousands of dollars uh over my life kevin as well kind of funny as a company as well it's just great you don't need to think about it you install it, it takes a couple seconds then you don't need to worry about it anytime you're checking out of a store it just saves you money it's awesome uh if honey finds a working coupon you'll watch the prices drop next thing you know you're really happy and don't you want to be happy I want you to be happy. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. By getting it, you're doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. Uh, get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda. 
Let's look at that dude raider, Barrett. I want to see it. The dude, dude wait, raider. What? Hold on. I gotta. I gotta write down the time code for these ads. You know what I'm saying, Tim? You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. I'm gonna try trailer. to find this real quick. What I'm trailer. seeing on. Ch- I, I tweeted out. Hey, give me your times for Animal Crossing. I'm seeing uh, a 130. I'm seeing more 230. Seeing two two flat. Uh, yeah, another 130. It seems like that seems to be maybe it is a difference between the difference because mine's original uh, P- uh, Switch PS4. Idiot, Greg, shut up, you fucking moron. I just got an SSD. I just got a dude. Well, I mean, that's the thing about like, you know, I know it's the first question we've moved on or whatever, but I'm super stoked for a new switch and a bigger screen. And I don't even use my switch that much, but to have it better, bigger for animal crossing and for breath of the wild and to have it run a little bit better and do different things. I'm all about it. Like, cause that was the thing today when that, uh, is it blue? Is it purple switch light dropped? I was like, I, when I saw it in my inbox this morning, I was like, that's fucking sick. And like, if there, if I wasn't sure there's another switch coming momentarily, I'd pick it up. I am definitely in the the super consumer uh, part of the Nintendo side of things where I love tech and I love Nintendo enough and I want to be able to play it in multiple ways where I love having my currently my switch, especially now in the pandemic is docked all the time and then my switch lights next to my bed and I'm able to it's inconvenient, but I am able to do the cloud (laughs) save download thing and it works about as well as it does anywhere else except xbox which is perfect uh but yeah it's it's i love the switch Lite, and i'm very excited in the idea of the switch pro being my it just lives docked system which is why i'm really hoping for that 4k stuff and also why the 720 the oled screen is going to mean so much more and that's the other thing is i want the 4k i want hdr hdr in these colorful nintendo games could look so so it's vibrant. Okay. We're not You're asking for way too much. Yeah. Right? I, I feel like the OLED <sighs> you know screen. Get HDR uh, in 2029. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I OLED... don't, that's not how that works, though. Mm. Like, if they have the screen, if they I'm have just the making, 4K, I'm just making fun of Nintendo. <laughs> you know, yeah. But I'm saying, like, HDR, it's like, that's, that is just kind of, it's not built in, but it's like, if they're doing those other things, like, that is mm. an easier thing to just have. But yeah, let's check this out. The E3 2006 first reveal of Uncharted. Some things lost should never be found. I thought that was in the trailer, Greg. That was a really good job. Thank you, thank you. I'm available for everything that Andy can't do. Some curses cannot be undone. Where little Jack and Andy put him on? <laughs> on the trail of a legendary treasure. Oh my god. You see That's those terrible. leaves? You go, are you kidding the me? The hunter right becomes the hunted. This is why we have a cell processor, everybody, okay? so funny yeah God, we i make was blown this, away seeing this game for the first time when he gets his jeans wet and yep. he gets out of the water and they're still yep. wet Woo-wee! audio listeners you're missing out on a hell of a show right now <laughs> they don't make them like this anymore audio it's listeners. so funny not having any vo at all ah. okay this good kick exactly. right there dave this. fenoy was still on nathan Drake. really shut up no <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, Let you had me for a second. Right I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Come on. I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah, this, when they announced this, they, it wasn't even called Uncharted yet. And so everyone just called it Dude Raider. Yeah. Uh, I remember I was so at the... ironic because <laughs> it's like, everyone's like, oh, it's a Tomb Raider ripoff. And then years later, the reboot. 
Uh, yeah, shortly, like, uh, I got hired, uh, obviously, not obviously, in, in March or whatever, and I, I forget, I think it was a PlayStation event, because we were in a bus, I remember being bussed down there, but maybe it was E3, I honestly can't remember anymore, uh, but we were going there, and I remember uh, Dunham having me, and I guess, it, yeah, it must have been super early, because Clemens wasn't on the team yet, but it was me, uh, Jeff, and Roper, and we were breaking down for IGN what we were all going to cover, and they are like, alright, Greg, you're going to cover the new Naughty Dog game, and it had some pro- working title that I don't remember right now off the top of my head, and I'm sure I'll be mocked for not remembering uh and i remember getting there and finding it and it was the first time i had an uncharted banner on it or whatever and like playing it and it's exactly what we're talking about like i remember all the games journals crowding around it because of going into the water and coming out and having the pants be wet and like, oh my tech, god the tech involved oh my Cell god processor baby Cell there's processor. one more thing we need to watch <laughs> i was trying to find the working title and i found something even better oh no God. While we're still on this question, one I'll throw out there. That's uh, I don't know if many people will vibe with this one, but this is one that I vividly remember. I remember there being a Star Wars Battlefront three, and there being oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. leaks leaks of it. Yeah, and like seeing gameplay. And I you're gonna go like, to space. Be- yeah, from like, I remember being I remember being so uh, blown away by how good the graphics were, and that ended up not coming out and getting canceled. And we eventually did get the modern Star Wars Battlefront games, but yeah. I do, I would like to see the original. Like Star Wars Battlefront Three, I guess the THQ cut or whoever was uh, the, the pandemic THQ cut. cut. Yeah, the pandemic, the, the oh, God, pandemic studios cut. Yeah, rest in peace, pandemic studios, bro. Right. So the, what I found was the Uncharted working title, Sony NGP reveal trailer. You know what the uh, NGP is, Andy? This game. Uh, the PSP. I show you the unlocked sticks. The Vita, portable. Next generation portable. I remember sending Clements to Japan to see this and a fucking uh, Last Guardian. Wow. wow. I'll never forget At hearing the same time? it had a quad-core processor. I was like, are you kidding yeah, me? Our phone's a dual-core, dude. Speaking of I mean, Last Guardian, he went, went, he went to see Last Guardian, the and then, yeah, afterwards they showed, they showed this. They did this. And also, I, it was May 14th, 2012. That we all went and saw this uh, Uncharted game. So yeah, there you go. Oh, look at the motion controls. Not this one, the one. Oh the one wow. May seventeenth, two thousand seven. Sorry, that's when me and the guys were on a bus going to see this stuff. This is cool. It was just wild that like dual sticks, dude. OLED. It's exactly what we wanted, right? And then they're Sony like, it also has touch backs hardware. and touch front. We're like, whoa, wait, stop, no, please. Please don't do that. No, it does. And games are going to use it. We're like, ah, fuck, here we go. <laughs> Amazing, dude. Uh, I do want to see the, the PS3 cut of The Last Guardian is another one I'd, I'd like to see. Just to see if it was different in any way. Or if it could even run. God. I'm trying to, I'm wondering if there was anything pre-launch that you know, maybe No Man's Sky was trying out before it finally was like, you know, we got to drop all these things, everybody. <laughs> like, uh, uh, unless those things are just in the current version now. But I got to assume there were a lot of systems they were messing with pre-launch that just were not ready to be launched with, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, No Man's Sky definitely had all that, but it's tried to catch up on it, right? Yeah. God, That's why I assume they're just in the game First hands-on with Uncharted, right? It's done and writing it, but it's based on so much of what we're ta- talking about. Additional realism tidbits include invisible checkpoints for post-death respawns, aimless blind fire <laughs> shooting, a dynamic music system, AI that works together to try and outflank you, and some seriously realistic water effects. Wow. Seriously uh, realistic. Wow. Um, the that last all one, just sounds so standard now. The, the I know, right? One. No, totally. All, and that's, that tells you what it was in 2007, right? The last one I'll shout out, and I, I actually want to actually show the trailer for this is um 
Ken Levine's uh, version of Bioshock Infinite. Because that was that seemed to have been greatly changed from like the the reveal but trailer. Was Ken Levine ever taken off of it though? Like, isn't it no. the version? Yeah, but like, the, I feel like wasn't there stories of like how um, like higher ups like really wanted like a lot of things to change with that, and then that's what like forced it to box be... art and all that shit. Maybe. Yeah. So like, because I do remember the trailer being so different from what the final product looked like. Yeah. With Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Like, here's a a Big Daddy, which never they never show up in Infinite. Yeah. Oh my God. This this reminds me of uh, Prince of Persia: Two Thrones, the third game in the trilogy of Sands of Time. Uh, there was a trailer released at E3 that looked dope as shit and had like crazy character development from the last games and stuff that looked really interesting. And then the the final game ended up being nothing like it at all. And that was the E3 uh, in June, and the game came out in November. So like, there has to be some crazy story there where it's like. You know, at least with like Halo Five Guardians, we got that teaser, and the game ended up being radically different. But there were years in between that. Yeah, this trailer was so fucking sick. Yeah, give me the original Watch Dogs from that from from sure. the from the trailer. You know, oh, you just wanted wet looking fire. streets. <laughs> I wanted wet looking streets. I wanted the free running chases that were super graphic graphically intense. I God, want all of it. Cool. I dug through while well, you look at this, right? Great fucking trailer. The IGN archives. I got uh, Clements' article from January 27, uh, 2011. First impressions of the next PSP. We play the NGP here in Tokyo. It's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. It really it was. You're right. It was Thanks so for supporting sexy. it, everybody. <laughs> we made it happen. Let's move on. Let's I still have a good mine one in, here. Some, in a box somewhere. What's in the box? Um... You got Let's What's go with Gangster, who writes it. It says, where are all the funny video games at? Yeah, I feel that. Want to know should, about these funny games? Where they we at? were playing It Takes Two, right? And that was the thing of like, It Takes Two is really fucking funny and trying to be funny. And you don't see games try that enough, right? And I think they exist, but they exist in, in almost... Um, their own genres, right? When I think of a Tim Schafer game, which is usually what an adventure game, point and click, something like that, I'm expecting it, right? Even something like Costume Quest, a game I adore, uh, not point and click, but you know, turn-based action. Like that's where it feels like you have that pacing set up where you can make jokes easier. I feel like as games have gone real time, right, and it is an action game or whatever, it's way harder to hit humor because uh, comedy is all about what blessing, timing. That's right. So yeah, like there, I, there you look at something like Borderlands Three. I think you know that got a lot of. I, mixed reception in terms of the writing and the humor because that humor is going to be for some people and subjective every, right? yeah. yeah it's subjective and so there's so many people that are going to hear that humor or you know get the jokes and go ah, i don't like this this is not for me and i think that's so hard to do with the big budget thing um but I, when you when you look hard at like what the scope of video games are like I, I think there are a lot of comedy video games if you just pay attention like south park the stick of truth came out and that was probably one of the biggest game releases of that year because of how good it was and also because it was 2014 which is not a great year for video games but you know like that game that game hit in terms of his comedy you look at another you look at a game like undertale and undertale hit like that has a big fan base uh, around it because the comedy and the writing hits so well uh there's jazz punk which is a great comedy video game it takes two is, is, is a good one to point out and right now we're playing disco elysium which is far from a comedy but does have good funny writing in it like there's good comedy that's sprinkled all throughout uh the different types of games we play but yeah i'm to greg's point you look at event adventure games specifically certain studios that have a focus on it and i think that's where you get it 
the best and brightest because Tim Schafer focuses on it. You play a game like um, Broken Age, and that game's hilarious. It's one of the there things Blessing saying, too, where it's like you talk about, okay, well, South Park has comedy in it, or The Messenger has comedy, or Undertale has comedy in it. All that's true, but and I guess maybe South Park doesn't fit in this example. But I would go and say, I don't think you're describing those games as, oh, this game is a comedy. Yeah, South Park doesn't work, right? But the others mm. stick with me, you don't. Whereas with Joseph Ferrison, it takes two, right? He's been very clear of, like, this is a romantic comedy. Like, he's putting that out as what the game is and why you should play it. And I don't see you, think you see many games go and say, oh, we're a comedy, right? It is. it is. We're an action RPG. We're, uh, you know, a role-playing game in general. Like, they mix with it because that's how gamers consume it. I don't think you're seeing enough developers and publishers go, no, no, we're leading with the fact that this game is a comedy. And I Do think that's... That's because of how we consume games and like games, but I think that's an interesting thing for why this is like this. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, do you think that would be appropriate though? Because oh, Borderlands would probably be the one I would bring up in terms of that game. Like, Borderlands is a comedy, but it, you would lead off by saying it's a first-person shooter action game. I, I, I wouldn't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Mm, oh no, go for it. Go for it. I was gonna say I wouldn't do that, and I think that's why the uh, Joseph Ferris thing is such a breath of fresh air because it's very different. I think gamers want to play games, and when you play a game, you're playing, and like, you know, as we went through Outriders the other day, bless, right? And you're skipping every cutscene. You're like, who's this guy mm-hmm. or whatever? And like, when I was playing with Mike, even, he was like, skipping every cutscene. He's like, yeah, so one of our friends had to leave. He called us animals. I'm like, I agree <laughs> with him, but I'll help you out because I've seen these cutscenes. Like, there are so many people who play Borderlands, and it's just a looter shooter. It's just min max. It's just getting that one gun with the one perk to go melt the boss. And that's awesome that they do that, but I, think that you have to play as a publisher as a developer to what the audience is and i think the audience that borderlands is looking for is a looter shooter outriders is looking for is looter shooter and you know this is not just about looter shooters it's about what are you trying to accomplish with your game and i think Hayes to that with point it takes two was very much like we are trying to accomplish a funny game timothy gettys to that point though like isn't it just a co-op plat through 3d platformer that's how i say it yeah because i yeah. wouldn't describe like i wouldn't call it a comedy you know, it has comedic elements. I think a big important thing, too, is at the end of the day, talking about genres is pretty damn stupid because everything's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But since we're doing it, uh, when we look at movies, even like I feel like comedies don't have nearly the level of um, like blockbuster that they used to have. Like we think of 80s comedies, 90s comedies, 2000 comedies, like the comedy genre has kind of died out a little bit because I think it's similar to uh, the RPG ification of video games where RPGs uh, aspects are in all video games. And I think the comedy aspects are just kind of like falling into all movies in the way of like MCU movies. A lot of them are comedies. You would never call them a comedy, but there's comedy throughout it. Right. And I think that that when you translate it to video games, I think it's just a little bit different where the right writing and story and character matter more in video games now than they ever have. And people like being funny. People like hearing funny things. So I think they're just being written in a more comedic way. I mean, we've been talking a lot about Uncharted, but like Uncharted is really funny. You know, like Nathan Drake is a sure. funny guy. He's charismatic and there are funny things to happen. It's definitely not a comedy, but there's comedic elements in it throughout enough. Well, that going back to that pulp adventure thing and what they're trying to do, right? And what they always talked about to your question of like, you know, isn't it just a, a 3d platform or whatever? Yes, but I think that if you were to sit down and play it, I think most people would be like, oh, this is extremely easy. 
And I think that's the pivot point there, right? Where they're trying to be like, oh, we're a romantic comedy game. So that you want that the idea there is that you're not going to hold it to the standards of a platformer and be like, oh, man, this is so simple. These mechanics are so easy. Instead, you're going to sit there and you're coming in with it's a it's a cooperative romantic comedy. That is, I think they're trying to find uh, a point where everything's enjoyable for you as a seasoned game player, but you can also bring in a friend or a uh, significant other who hasn't played and they're not going to be lost and they're not going to be unable to play. So is it the difficult messaging there? Is it the difficulty that changes that? Cause when I think it's just good marketing, like I think saying it makes it easy for you to tell your significant other who doesn't play games. Hey, this is a romantic comedy. It's not really like super hard of a video game. Great marketing. Yes. And I think that's why they're doing it. Yeah. Think of it as just marketing. like a movie, but it's still an easy ish, you know, 3d platformer with some cooperative elements, you know? hundred yeah. percent. And I think that's how they try. You try to expand that audience, right? You try to get people in who are afraid of games because it does sound, uh, I'm playing a JRPG. What's that? Like, you know what I mean? Like you're trying to, and they have to explain what that is and what that means. And there's a whole lexicon to it. Whereas if you take it a different direction and say a romantic comedy, it's something different. Yeah. You break that open there. It's like, I mean, that's Jackbox entirely, right? Yeah. Like those 100%. whole things are, you know, it's games for people, whether you're a gamer or not a gamer, it doesn't matter. Like they're, they're inherently funny. At least a lot of them are like the goal of them are, are being funny and the way it's presented and getting you to be funny as well. And I think that's actually the key is the gameplay itself being funny. Like the, the thing that the game's trying to get you to do where you're part of it as well. Cause that's the yeah. point of video games is that immersion, you know, hundred percent. I, I, I think part of it too, is that with video games, we lead off talking about, their genre in terms of mechanics over tone and theme like jackbox we wouldn't call it a comedy game we would call it a party game and like when you talk about when we talking about games as comedies right like we wouldn't talk about uh, a video game as being a thriller or a drama or a crime like a crime game like when we talk about grand theft auto we're talking about it being an open world action game right and when even when we're talking about action games versus action movies the reason why we call action games action games is because there is action involved in playing them not necessarily because there are Michael Bay explosions or the reasons why we would call an action movie an action movie. I think it's just the way we talk about video games differs in terms of, in terms of genre uh, than how we talk about movies. Wow, this is huge. I'm just now opening Twitter and there is an upgrade coming for Near Automata on Steam. Oh my God, finally. Oh. Finally. Now's your time. How the many frames per second you get? I don't know, but the PC board's just been broken, dude. It's just like uh, isn't good. You need a bunch of mods for it to work. Also, so very, uh, very, very important on Twitter. Uh, poll was just put up. Uh, should Andy put on his little jacket? Mm, <laughs> mm, I'll vote in that. The the vote. last question that we're gonna do for this episode uh, comes from Spunk Tier, and oh, so. I'm gonna say I'm not liking the tone of this question. I feel oh, it, Jesus, like, it, it sounds mean spirited. I'm sure he doesn't mean it mean spirited. But they never want, do. I want, they I want never that do. Set. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna take away some names here. Uh, I'm giving you some grade A fire content here. I'm not <laughs> as old as some people are. Uh, but when do you expect modern video games to cater to old people's needs? Like some people, <laughs> soon in twenty in ten to twenty years, or will we see totally new genres for people uh, that suffer from being old? What? The fuck does I don't understand the shade he's talking about. The suffer is very. Well, I'm taking out. I, I reread it and took out names, so it might have made it a little weird there. But what, what what's being asked is, do we think that there Nick? will be new new genres? Not Nick, but uh, will be the new genres made uh, to uh, cater to older gamers, like older experiences, Here. people 
whether it's you have kids, so you have less time sure, to play games sure. or different attention spans. See, oh, that type of thing. okay. I think that's already happening, and you'll continue to see it, right? Where it's like, I think you're already seeing, uh, you know, accessibility, uh, you know, explode and go so much further than what we all had a narrow thought of it before, right? And accessibility obviously can be used for so many uh, disabilities in terms of getting people in there. But I think also just that terminology isn't about that, right? It's about making games accessible, period. So older people in slower hands are going to be a part of that. And I do think as, you know, I always talk about with my career and video games that I've been lucky enough to mature and grow up with games where and what i mean of course is that games continue to get more mature and mature into different things and evolve in my lifetime and that's one of the reasons i'm able to stick around in games and enjoy games so much and so i fully believe that by the time yeah i'm pushing 70 that there will be plenty of games out there that i can still play and popular games AAA games that are coming out and have accessibility options to be like all right cool we're not just saying it's easy uh normal and hard right there are what do you struggle with you know it, like if it is like you know enemy ai and what and trying to get that right structure in there where you can still play this game and not not play it be, and not and not be gatekeeped from playing it because of a quick time event or something like that the assist mode stuff you yeah. know when when things get really granular i love when games get granular as hell with their settings and options where it's hey hit you could turn this on to just auto loot you could turn this on to you know um have again we always talk about how great the last of us mode was but the idea of you can make stealth a certain difficulty you can make combat a certain difficulty you can make exploration a certain difficulty I love when games are that precise obviously that comes with a much bigger budget and not every studio can afford that but just seeing the you know the effort being made out there is is really awesome. I want to imagine what movie podcasts were in 1927 and being like, do you think we will get sound anytime soon? (laughs) 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 That's hella funny. Uh, Before we go, I do have one question I have for you guys. It's just a quick one. We don't need to get too far into it. But if Last of Us remake is real, are you going to play through it? Bless. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I already said yes. Sorry, sorry. I didn't realize you were doing the name thing. Yeah, 1,000%. I mean, I hope the gameplay is also remade. You know? Barrett? <laughs> that one's supposed to be a funny, snarky thing. You <laughs> <laughs> got him, Andy. I'm sorry I hurt your friend, Neil like. Druckmann, Greg. I'm sorry I hurt your friend's feelings. I imagine it would be something that, like, I would start, but kind of like... I'm, no, you're finishing it. I don't... Like, I've, I've played through that game a few times. Like, I like... It's one of those things, it, kind of under the Andy's camp, where it's like if gameplay isn't remade and like even like, I don't know. It's like I assume I mean, it what will if it, be. What though? if it just plays like Last of Us Two plays? Then that's totally the down. Yeah, 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 I'm Let's down. fucking go. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean the, the thing Me I brought too. up on PS Love You was like you remember the flashback scene uh, in Last of Us Part Two. Like imagine mm-hmm. a whole game that just looks like that. I've I've said it a million times. Like, Last of Us is one of my favorite games that I don't have fun playing, and I yeah. would love for it to control and feel more like the last of us too because i think that combat is stellar and they improved on everything they needed to when it comes yeah. to just having the dodge the locomotion of the the movement and everything it's just a fucking perfect feeling game yeah um so yeah if they do that plus i am such a sucker for oh, I, I like i will be there minute one that 
Digital Foundry drops the comparison video. Oh yeah, of, yeah here's yeah. how this scene looks here. Like, here's I'll, how this scene looks here. Like I, I'm I, such a sucker for that. I'll watch shit. that video for sure. Because for me, for both of them, like I love both part one and part two, but I hate playing them, uh, and, and not because of like a technical stuff, but more so just like it stresses me the fuck out. So I think it'll really depend on like where my headspace is at when that game comes out. Of like, am I really in the mood to go back to this universe kind of thing? Mm-hmm. My question is, I, talking about how it plays is actually really interesting, uh, especially with Andy talking about like ducking and dodging the stuff that's in Last of Us Part 2. I wonder if they're going to implement that stuff because the big reason why they implemented it was because Ellie is a more agile character than yeah. Joel. And if you're playing as Joel, you're going, you're probably going to go back to being more heavy and more aggressive. And so thinking about it with the gameplay of Last of Us Part 2, I wonder if you are going to have the proning and crawling beneath cars or doing all the shit that you could do mm. in Last of Us Part 2. That's I've already. I said imagine that there will be mechanic. some type, some stuff like yeah. Exactly. There you go, Dash and Parries. I think they'll do some stuff like that. I think that they would then change the elements around the game so that it doesn't break it, so we don't have a twin snake situation with Metal Gear Solid. Hear me but, out. You play Last, you play Last of Us remake. You actually play as Ellie instead of Joel. Yeah. Wow. It's a Final wow. Fantasy VII remake. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. Oh. Tim, I brought up, I think it was like, uh, what was it, PS I Love You? I was like, uh, and like, we get some different scenes, and then they bring in a bunch of ghosts that are trying to correct the timelines and shit. Hell Let's yeah, do it. <laughs> Ellie doesn't Let's do that. Go. On a more serious, Ellie someone, I think Silly. someone in our Silly. subreddit uh, asked the question of like, do you think that they'll try to interweave uh, Left Behind into the main game and make it as like one whole story and not like two separate things? 100%. Really interesting. This has been the kind of funny games cast. We'll be back next week. Are we going to talk more about Last of Us? There's a good chance we're going to talk about Uncharted. We're going to talk about a lot of hot dog stuff because we fucking love them. Yeah. Uh, but you can get this show, like I said earlier, in all the places you need to be: YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services. Search for Kind of Funny Games cast or Patreon.com/slash. He's doing games, it. He's getting the jacket. You He's can get his little jacket. The exclusive post show that we're about to record right now with Andy in his little, impossibly small jacket. <laughs> <laughs>